to be talking about breaking free from the spirit of Pharaoh. Breaking free from the spirit of Pharaoh. One of the days of our fasting was the manifestation of total freedom. And as I studied and I was in prayer, I believe I heard the Lord say, look at the life of Pharaoh and how Pharaoh affected the children of Israel. And so I started to read the story in Exodus on how the children of God, for 430 years, they were enslaved in bondage to Pharaoh. All the things that happened with Moses being sent. And I said, you know what? Pharaoh might be dead, but that spirit is still here. Pharaoh, the man, is no longer here. But you know, you and I, you know we are spirits. The same thing, the spirit that was in Pharaoh is still alive. It's still very active. And so that's what I want to talk about, how we must break free from that spirit. Amen? Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. It says, Then the Lord told him, talking to Moses, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. The land where the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites, the Hevites and the Jebusites now live. So God said, I have heard their cry, and we don't know what made the cry that particular time reach out to God. Because for 430 years they have been crying out to God, but at this particular time, God had enough. And God sent Moses. And Exodus chapter 9 verse 13 Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. So from this scripture we get to understand that you cannot really serve God the way God wants to be served if you are under the bondage of Pharaoh. And so it was very important to God that his people were able to serve him in a way that he wanted to be served. And so that must be the motive, the the reason why we, you and I, must want to get free in an area where the manifestation of total freedom has not yet manifested. Your primary motive must be that I want to be able to serve God Freely, fully, like God wants me to serve him. If you are held in bondage in your finances, you cannot serve God. You cannot give as you want to give. If you are held bondage in your body in sickness, you might not be able to pray or fast like God wants you to do. So we have to break free from everything, every spirit, the spirit of bondage, the spirit in our finances, in every area. We have to be free, and that's what we ask God for. That in 2024, we will see manifestation of total freedom. 
Our next foundational scripture from John chapter 8 verse 36. It says, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. You are free because Jesus has already made you free. So God desires for us to have total freedom. The children of Israel, they were the children of God. They were the special people of God. They were the ones carrying the prophets, the prophecy. They were the ones in their loins had Jesus coming. God made them his special people. Look at what the scripture says about them. It says that I have made them, and I'll get to that scripture, I have made them my special people. And yet they were enslaved. And yet they were in bondage to Pharaoh. I always said that we have to always realize that when you're reading scriptures, you might be reading about people, but remember for us now, it's all in the spirit. Everything you, everything about us is spiritual, and I want us to start seeing our lives that way. Realize that everything is spiritual. When you read those stories in the Bible, ask God, what is the spiritual meaning? What is the meaning behind this story? What is the meaning behind this? What do you want me to get? Because you are a spirit first. You are a spirit. You have a soul and this is just a box. And that spirit man that you are will never die. Until Jesus, until the end of the world when God finally gets Satan into into hell, those spirits are still alive. They are still well. And they are looking for everything, looking for every way, trickish ways, wows, every way to make sure you don't get what God wants you to get. This is a war, this is a battle you didn't sign for. The fact that you gave your life to Jesus, this war has been going on. And Satan will do everything to smear you, to make you live below the standard that God wants for you. Just because God kicked him out when he rebelled. And God decided to take clay, dirt, and make that in his image and likeness. And bless us with an everlasting blessing and chose us in place of the devil. He can never repent. And so God has given us a special place. And the enemy doesn't want that. And as we fast this year, I want you to understand that. And be, want, be mad, want to get free. Don't allow the spirit of Pharaoh in your life in any way, in any fashion, and in any manner. Don't allow it. Let's see what the meaning of Pharaoh is. Pharaoh means the son God. He believes that that spirit believes that he is a God as well. Another meaning for, for, for Pharaoh is nakedness. That spirit will want to make you, strip you of every dignity. Want to make you naked spiritually. Another meaning is destroyer. That's what Pharaoh means. It means destroyer. Another meaning, I didn't have it here, means the one who can sense. And didn't we see that when he sensed greatness, he sensed Moses was coming. He didn't know exactly how it was going to happen, but he could sense it. Do you know since we've been fasting, there's been a lot of attention on us as the Ark Fellowship. That as we make our declarations during prayer, as you are making your declarations at home, as you are praying in your prayer altar, when we come before the Lord, there's a lot of activity going on in the spirit realm. The angels, we are sending them. The angels, the Bible says that the ministry spirits sent to minister to all the heirs of salvation. They are being sent. You are having angels you've never sent before. Now they are very active because of what we are doing. And do you think the enemy is not aware of that? 
He can sense something is going on. He can sense something is going on. And who is the censor? Is the demonic spirit of Pharaoh. So you all have to, we have to be aware of these things. He can sense greatness. He can sense destinies. That spirit can sense that something is happening. We are not unaware of the wiles of the enemy. We are not. And we must behave that way. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 6, talking about the Israel as being the chosen of God. It says, for you are a holy people to the Lord your God. It says, the Lord your God has chosen you to be a people to himself. A special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. These are the ones that Pharaoh was oppressing. Special, God calls them special treasure. He calls them chosen, the holy people. They were chosen, they were prophetic. They had the Messiah who come through them. And yet, and yet, they were under the bondage of Pharaoh. Look at what the scripture says about you and I in First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. It says, but you, the same way, you are a chosen generation. Exactly what he said about them. And he added more. He said, you are a royal priesthood. Before then, it was just Aaron. It was one tribe that could be priest. Now, all of us can be priests and kings to our God. He says in Revelation. He says, you are a royal priest to the holy nation. His own special people, just like he called the Israelites his own special treasure. You are now a special person to the Lord. He says that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You cannot be in bondage to the enemy in any way, fashion, in any manner, and proclaim the praises of him. You cannot. And that's why he said, when he sent Moses to them, he said, I want you to let my people go that they may serve me. You cannot serve God fully if you're held in bondage in any area of your life. You just cannot. And that's why we want to come here and unveil him tonight. This morning, unveil that spirit so that you know how to fight. You've never seen a football uh, uh, team going to meet their enemy without starting to know how to fight. They study the tactics. They study how they do their things. They study who to attack. The same thing with us spiritually. Know who you are dealing with. And the Bible is full. It's giving us everything we need to fight with. God has not left us helpless. You are chosen. You are a special treasure. You are holy. You've been separated. You are supposed to bring forth praises to God with your life. Your life should be a manifestation of of the glory, of the goodness of God. You shouldn't be the same as you were last year spiritually. This year you must have goals to be, to be more in tune with God. To have eyes that can see, as I always say. To have eyes that can see. To have ears that can hear. And to have a heart that can understand the things of God. We cannot be ordinary people. We just cannot be. We cannot afford to be ordinary people. Because this spirit is a wicked spirit. Let's talk about Moses. In Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. 
That's what the Spirit will do. We're going to look at some of the things that the Spirit of Pharaoh does. And if we have time tonight, today, we're going to look at how to break free. If not, we'll go come back to it next week. He says, so I have come, verse 8, so I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up from that land, we already read this, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, and the Perizzites, and all the sites. All the sites will take every site. So Moses went to Pharaoh. I want to start looking at some things here. I want us to start looking at some things. I want you, if you're taking notes, because we're going to see a few things here. Exodus chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord. That is key. This spirit doesn't hear your cries. This spirit doesn't care if you cry. This spirit doesn't care if you come in your own strength. If you are going to attack this spirit, the first thing you have to come in the name of God. And you have, you have to have the word of God. Thus saith the Lord. And you have to have the scripture that backs you up. That's one of the reasons in preparing for this, this sermon, I was like, wow. When God told me this year, do the prayer uh, guide and, and the manual we are using. Do it differently. Make it just declarations, scriptural declarations. It was then I understood why. It must always be thus saith the Lord. If you are going to approach this demon, this spirit that's holding your finances, you're working hard, you're doing two jobs, how many, you've, you don't, you've never had a vacation, this, this spirit is, is a taskmaster. Doesn't want you to rest. Stresses you out. And you work so hard, you can't see why you, what you're doing with the money. You cannot go to him and say, I'm tired, Satan, leave me alone. No. He doesn't hear that. And we will see, this, this spirit is very, very hard. So what does the spirit of Pharaoh do to Christians? The first thing is, Let's see what it says. It says, Thus saith the Lord, back to that Exodus chapter 1 and 2. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And see what Pharaoh said. Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. So what does the, the spirit of Pharaoh do? do? The very first thing you can see there is the spirit of Pharaoh knows how to insult God. This spirit insults, has no regard for God. He says, who is this Lord? He sees himself as a God, so why should he let you go? He is a God. Have you been a place where people tell you, or even your own thoughts, you're saying, I, I, I've been doing it right. I serve God, I pay my tithe, I, I go to church, I'm there for prayer. And yet, this thing hasn't happened. I, I've been believing God. Or someone comes to you and says, oh, you go to church, you do everything at work. Maybe you are just like them, you're, you're borrowing and your things are not working out for you. Like they see you just as sick as they are, just as, you know, angry as they are. I say, but I thought you, you went to church. Who do you think is speaking that? That's the spirit of Pharaoh trying to mock God in your life. 
when the circumstances in your life don't line up with what the word of God says, and even you in your own mind, you're saying, God, God, when, 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 you're questioning him, that's the spirit of Pharaoh that's trying to insult God in your life. The other thing the, the spirit of Pharaoh does is he's a taskmaster. We'll see that in Exodus chapter 1, verses 11, and then uh, 13 to 14. It says, Therefore they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh supply cities, pitons, and ramses. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor and made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar, in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. That's what I was talking about when you work so hard. You're working any extra over time, you're the one that will grab it. I mean, it's not a bad thing to work hard, to have a hard-working spirit, but there are times when it becomes, you need to really find out, sit down and say, is this really God? Will God make me walk like this where I don't have time to rest? Will God make me walk like this where I don't, I've never had vacation in how many years? Where I run, I run from job to job. The only time I get to rest is maybe when I'm in church and then I fall asleep because I'm so tired. That is not from God. That is the spirit of Pharaoh. That's what the Bible is telling us here, how he put taskmasters. Make them work with rigor. Look at that word. Do a study on what rigor is. Hard work. Stress. I'm describing somebody sitting looking at me right now. So much stress. And you look at yourself, you say, okay, I make so, so much an hour yet. You see someone who is making a whole lot less. But they are not stressing like you. They are not, they are not working to... to themselves to death like you. That's when to approach and say, you know what? This is a spiritual thing. Let's not always look at everything physical. Always remember you are spirit first. And so if you are going through something, don't, I mean, it's good to find, do therapy, do, take, I'm not, I mean, I'm in the medical field. All my kids, all, my three children are all going to be doctors. All of them are. So I'm not going to tell you, you know, don't go to doctors, don't go to therapy, don't go to this, don't go to that. But believe me, there are some things even we don't know the root of it. There are some things, even medical field, they have no clue what's going on. And that's when we as believers, who are spirit beings first, that's when we should realize that this is not just ordinary and the reason I'm bringing this is if we are fasting and we are praying, as God is going to be manifesting a lot of things for us, I want you to know that the enemy is going to come and want to still put his hand on one part of your life. And this sermon is to make you realize and know how to detect it and know how to fight so you can get your freedom in every area of your life. And, you know, he's a ta- he loves to make the children of God to suffer. It gives him joy to see us suffer. And we don't have to. We really don't have to. The third thing that the spirit of Pharaoh does is that it kills destinies. Exodus chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. 
It says, Then the king of Egypt, that's him, Pharaoh, spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the names of one was Shephra and the name of the other poor. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall leave. This doesn't even make sense. Because the women are not the one walking. The men are the ones building the cities. The women are not the ones. So why was this so after the men? Because I told you one of the meanings of Pharaoh is that he's a sensor. He is able to sense things. So he could sense, that spirit could sense that a Moses was coming. And killing all those children, the destinies of all those children was because of one person that he knew was going to come and take him out. Could it be that you are the one that's going to be the deliverer for your family? Could it be that you are the one that's going to set a new way of living for your family? Could it be like generational cycles, you are the one that's finally going to break it? And here you are fasting and praying? And he's seen all the angels around you. He doesn't know what's going on, but he knows something is going on. So that is where you should know too. And say, you're not going to kill my destiny. You're not going to kill this seed that God has put inside of me. I'm going to manifest everything that God wants me to manifest in 2024 and beyond. That's what he does. He kills destinies. Do you know how many young what those boys that if they grew up they would have become that he killed and it was the same thing with Herod Herod did exactly the same thing similar spirit killed all the men young kids between the ages of birth or two just because he could sense the Messiah was coming the same thing here these spirits like to kill destinies what has God called you to be this fast is going to make you see a lot of things. This time of prayer and separation will make you begin to see things that you've never seen before. To think thoughts about yourself you never thought before. To give you strength to do things you probably thought you could never do. Maybe because of age. Maybe because of your education or the level of whatever it is. Your family background. You're going to be realizing, no, I cannot allow this, this to hold me back. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is why we have to fight. We have all that it takes to win. We have it. Don't let him kill your destiny. You have an assignment. You were not brought here. For, of, God didn't bring you here just to sit and fill space and eat, go, get a job, maybe get married, have children, then die, then what? No. You are a voice. Just like Moses was. Let my people go. You are a voice. Hallelujah. That spirit is a stubborn spirit. (laughs) Do you know the number of times that Moses had to go back? Ten times. Ten times. He was okay, I'm going to let go. And then he would change his mind. Oh, I'm going to let go. And he will change his mind. What does that tell you? How do we apply that? That you just cannot pray one time and say, okay, it's done. No. No. Not with this spirit. You have to keep going back. Going back. Speaking the word over and over and over. Making your declarations. Making your decrees. 
Staying in your place of prayer. The way you to make sure he loses his hold on you is to keep speaking the word, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. And then in prayer, you make your declarations and you keep on it. No matter how long it takes. Abraham was changed, his name was changed to Abraham, father of many nations. For 25 years, he kept calling himself Abraham when he didn't see any child. The same thing with us. Don't ever let any, you are not too old, you are not too young. No matter how much you've done, you can still do a whole lot more. And if you've not done anything at all, welcome to the field. Don't ever let anything make you feel like you don't, you can't, I can't do it. So you just try a little bit, oh, I knew it wasn't going to work anyway. No! Stay with it. Stay with it. Have the same resilient spirit that he has. Have the same stubborn spirit that he has. Keep a firm grip on those promises, just like he's wanting to keep a firm grip on you. You'll be stronger than he, he, he can be. Amen? Speak the word of God. That's what I'm saying. If you are not a person of prayer, if you are not a person of the word, it's, it's, that's just it. Because we Christians don't like to, sometimes, not everybody, we don't want to take our own responsibility. Christianity is, is a faith where you have to take responsibility. I mean, even salvation is free, but you have to accept it. That's still work on your part. We see scriptures, we just claim, oh, the promises of God are yea and amen, Christ Jesus. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm rich. He became poor, so I, may, I will be rich. Uh, I'm healed. I'm that. But you're not doing the things that will line you up with that scripture. Who is fooling who? You can see that in your house, don't even apply for a job and you're quoting scriptures of being financially free. It's not going to happen. I'm quoting scriptures, I'm, I cannot be in debt to anyone. I, I'm supposed to lend and not to borrow. But you cannot manage your finances. It's not going to happen. So we as Christians, the promises of God are yes and amen, Christ Jesus. What is my part? Always ask, what is my part in this? If you don't have friends, why? What is my part? Am I the kind of person people see me? Everybody goes the opposite direction. Do I need to change some things about my behavior? These are things that we have until we really look at ourselves. Sometimes you have to take yourself to the corner and just say, Okay, Angela, what do you need to change in your life in 2024? I cannot still keep doing this and expect... Only a crazy person, Angela, will keep doing the same thing and expect things to change. Do that to yourself. Be honest with yourself. Let the Holy Spirit dig you. We sang the song, Purify me. Show yourself, God. Show me me. Amen? That spirit is stubborn. And so you too have to be stubborn in the spirit. The Bible says the violent ones take it by force. The violent ones take it by force. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want that change? Is it bad enough for you to say, okay, for the first three days of every month in the year 2024, I'm going to fast and pray for the first three days for this one issue. You do it and see what God will do. Oh, I'm going to be in every prayer meeting every month. 
that we have a prayer pulling down stronghold. I want to go to prayer and I'm going to pull down this stronghold every single first Friday of the month for the year of 2024. Or I want to know more scriptures. I want to know how to pray. I want to know how to study scriptures. So I'm going to be in Sunday school. I'm going to be on Wednesday service every time the doors are open this year. God is looking at some of those things. The enemy too, the spirit of Pharaoh is looking at that. If he can stay on it and you cannot stay on it, who do you think will win? Another thing that spirit does is it pursues. It pursues. Even when you have a little break, he doesn't want that break. He wants to take it back. Exodus chapter 14, verses 4 and then verse 9. It says, Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. That kind of made me a little bit think. Sometimes, let me finish the scripture before I tell you the revelation I got from there. It says, And I will gain honor over, that's God speaking. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And then verse 9 says, So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and the chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them, camping by the sea beside Bill Hariroth, before Belzepon. The revelation there is sometimes... Your Red Sea that you're facing could be from God to show the spirit of Pharaoh that he is God. Did you all get that from what I read? He said, I will harden the heart of Pharaoh so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army. That the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. So when you are between that Red Sea in front of you and Pharaoh chasing you, we're going to look at the things. We'll get to that this time. When he's pursuing you and you feel overwhelmed, what you need to do is actually start thanking God. Not complaining like they were complaining and crying out to uh, Moses, oh, why didn't you let us die in Egypt? When you face some certain situation, the way to get Pharaoh, the spirit of Pharaoh to drown is for you to praise God and say, God, I thank you that in this circumstance you're going to gain honor. That whatever it is that I see before me, you're going to make a way. That is a deep revelation because we don't do that. When we are really in a difficult situation, we're looking for somebody to either blame we are looking for how to make excuses. We are angry. That is the time for you to actually thank God because that situation, God is going to use it to bring honor. And that's when the enemy is going to drown. We sang the song, praise is what drowns the enemy. That is true. Praise is what really drowns the enemy. Not complaining, not being bitter. Even if it's people that the devil uses because he used just like God used you, the same thing Satan is going to use people. People offend you. Church people offend you. And then you stop going to church. You stop reading the Bible as if it's Jesus that offended you. 
And you do that, the enemy is happy. He's excited. He got you where he wants you. In every situation, the Bible says, give thanks. It says, this is the will of God concerning you. I mean, Scripture knows what they are talking about. I'm telling you, this God that we serve is a great God. He says, in all things, with prayer and thanksgiving, make your request be known to him. We are people of praise. And my time is up. Stand to your feet. Next week, we are going to look at the different things. How to break free from the spirit of Pharaoh. The first thing Moses did was Moses encountered God. Moses saw the burning bush. And the man who was so fearful, who couldn't speak, who ran and started hiding, when he had that encounter with God, he was a different man. We see that also in the life of the apostles. They all scattered when Jesus was was killed on, on the cross. But when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says they were filled with power and they became witnesses. So we're going to talk about the different things next week on how to break free. You have to encounter God. You have to make your decrees and declarations. You have to have a violent faith. Pastor Roy talks about that a lot. You have to, there's no negotiating with the devil. Don't ever negotiate with him. Don't ever negotiate with him. Four times he tried to negotiate with Moses. Oh, serve him here, serve him here. You don't, you don't, you don't have to go to the wilderness. Who let you serve him? Isn't that what he tells some people? You can be a Christian, but you don't have to do what they are doing. You can still live with that man. You can still commit fornication. You can still do that, but you, you, you're fine. Then he said, oh, you know, you can go, but don't go very far. Don't go very far. Go where my hand can still reach you and bring you back in bondage. Then he told them, he said, oh, when, when Moses said, no, he said, oh, you know what? You don't, you, okay, you can go, but, but leave the women and the children behind. The children were the future. The old were the things that, the, what he took from you, he had to bring all of it, restoration. He said, Moses said no. Then let I say, oh, oh, you can go, but leave your, leave your herd, leave your cattle, leave your animals behind. How are you going to serve God if you don't have finances? How are you going to serve God if you don't have provision? We're going to talk about all of that next week. Raise your hand. What I want us to do this morning is this. Let's say, I'm one person, I'm such a big believer in coming before the Lord. Because I read from the, from the widow who went before the Lord uh, all the time. Went before the Lord all the time. Went before the unjust judge all the time. And Jesus said there was something about that widow. She always went before she refused to be refused. She refused to be refused. These altars, we will always have every Sunday. I want, some, I want us to come here and say, God, this is what I want you to do for me. Whatever area this spirit of Pharaoh is holding you, you know where you are, where you, where you're hurting. You know what you are telling God you want to be totally free from in 2024. I want you to come to the altar and present it to Him. Every one of us, if you have something, come to the altar. Lay it before Him. Lay it before Him. And say, God, do it for me. Kondele bo shedi akata liyaraba. 
Satan will decree and declare, you cannot hold us back. We are totally free in the name of Jesus. We are totally free in the name of Jesus. We receive our total freedom in 2024. Our finances, we release them from your hands. Oh, Rabasha Kandele Bokole Yaka. Oh, I will have everything that God wants me to have in 2024. I will have total freedom in my relationships. I will have total freedom in my marriage. I will have total freedom in my body. You cannot hold back one thing. Moses said, not even a hoof. Not even a hoof of one of the animals who we leave behind. We are not leaving anything behind. We are not leaving anything behind. Satan, hear me. The Ark Fellowship. We are not leaving one thing behind in your camp. 2024, we will have everything that belongs to us. Hallelujah. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. If you can pray, pray in the Spirit. Tell Him to let go. Let go. Let go in the name of Jesus. Let go. Let go in the name of Jesus. Take your filthy hands off my family. Take your hands off my children. Take your hands off my finances. Take your hands off my body. Take your hands off my job. Take your hands off my business. In the name of Jesus. This year, Satan, we are saying no. We are saying no. The Ark Fellowship. We are saying no in 2024. We are saying no. Our children will know the Lord. Our children will serve the Lord. This year we will know God like we've never known Him before. Satan, you cannot take anything that belongs to us in the Ark Fellowship. We refuse in the name of Jesus. Our finances, I release them in the name of Jesus. Our health, I release them in the name of Jesus. Oh, we said no we are mad in the spirit we will fight in the spirit we will fight in the spirit we will fight in the spirit thank you father thank you father thank you father Hey, hey, Satan, hey, take your hand off, Satan, hey, no more, no more, no more, no more, Satan, no more, no more, we said enough is enough, in 2024, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Oh, have the bush shake it, Tilia.